Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's oh, a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what Absolutely. I like to see. That is just a stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights. And we have officially made it. The season is over. Man City are champions. Liverpool are the bridesmaids yet again. Bye-bye to Burnley as Leeds do not fall apart again. Arsenal win but lose. Norwich hands Spurs top four and a golden boot. Man United lose but win as Chris's obsession with Brighton sends West Ham to the Conference League. <laughs> and well done to Chelsea, Leicester, Southampton and Watford for finding players who could be bothered to show up. Yep. I'm Bailey Hutchison and with me as always is Chris Ringland. Chris, how are we? Uh, yes, uh, season's, season's over. Um, it's done. I was, yeah, I mean... Liverpool and City are not my kind of preferred kind of final two, but I have to say, a lot of respect for Aston Villa after this weekend. <laughs> right, we'll dive straight into it. Why? <laughs> first, first of all, I mean, I, I sort of didn't like the whole, you know, this is Coutinho and Gerrard, so it's basically Liverpool. I thought that was a bit disrespectful to Villa. Um, oh, that, that was my entire... I had two agendas going into this weekend, and one was the Coutinho-Gerrard link to Liverpool. Yeah. And then the other was the Grealish pri- or the Grealish, oh, Grealish add-on in his contract. Yeah. Because apparently there was a clause in his contract where if City won the league, Villa got like 15 mil. So no matter what, from an agenda perspective, I was winning. I was is, delighted. Is that legit that Villa get 15 million if they win the league? Uh, apparently so. Uh, but also there was, I found out this one recently because I found that from like, a bunch of people spreading Liverpool propaganda. But equally on the other end, I found out that Wolves were going to get a few quid if Jota won the league. So oh, I think that well. needs cut out that whole I mean, I mean, it's clause. a great, great negotiating from Villa, to be fair, um, in that regard. Well, did they need it? They well, already got 100 mil for the guy. Just <laughs> <laughs> squeeze it out. But basically, <laughs> uh, basically the, the reason why I respected them a lot was... It's, it, it was actually well the fact that they um, well they they didn't almost win but I respected the <laughs> fact that they gave it a good go with the fact that both of their goals Billy I don't know if you noticed this both of their goals were a long punt upfield from Robin Olsen yeah who let's get in well that. well so, well, well b- before we do I'll just say the, the other thing I respect Villa for the chants from the Villa fans at the stadium. Um, <laughs> So their chant was, European champions, you'll never sing that. I hate that from Villa. It's oh, like ma- come on. It's like, how many of you were alive whenever that was? Oh, but, but, but they can say it though. They can't, <laughs> with complete authority, they can no. say that. Again, football wasn't invented until 2003, so I don't count that. Oh. That's embarrassing from Villa. Oh, but it, was it as embarrassing as the way that City celebrated the title? Well, we'll get on to that at the end. We'll, we'll go... About an hour before the game, when we all found out <laughs> Emmy Martinez had asked not to play. Well, so so that I I thought initially that Robin Olsen was playing just because to give him a chance. I thought no, right? Uh, Emmy Martinez 
claims he had a knee injury. Well, that's what Gerard came out and said. But he also apparently wants a bit of time off before Italy and Argentina play their champion of champions game at Wembley. That's surely that's not the reason why. Apparently so. But I think the main reason is, I reckon, if you check a guy's bank account, there's an S. Aguero has sent him a few quid recently. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair to uh, Robin Olsen, um, yeah, like that was some serious distribution. But why on earth are City conceding two goals from a, a hoofball upfield? Well, I think, first, I think City got the lineup wrong initially. I think Pep went sentimental and went Fernandinho at centre-back with John Stones at right-back. I think that was a horrendous decision starting the game. And Mika Richards post-game had the cheek to say Pep didn't overthink it. Yes, he did. <laughs> Let's be real here. Uh-huh. And I think that decision to play Fernandinho in there killed him. Ollie Watkins laughed at him. Like, yep, he would have yeah. been buzzing to see that pre-game. I was I was just so confused as to why like because surely if you are like a centre back or play that part of the pitch like just heading the ball from a goal kick is like very kind of standard practice mm. as part of a game. Well, we actually saw it in the Liverpool game as well. With Canate, we did like yeah yeah nerves got there a few people this weekend. <laughs> they did yeah. So that but yeah in the City Villa game, Polish Matthew got the first goal, which threw everything because you just kind Great of expected goal. you expected City just to walk this like yeah yeah. And then they go on and get the second from Coutinho. Um, let's be honest, what a goal from Phil! I, like it, it was, it was great to see. Like, like I, I was sending texts to people being like, "This is written in the stars." Like, I was yeah. so annoyed. Panic set in. Yeah, and I, I like the silence. Kind of the stadium after all they've kind of been through this year was it was quite funny. Yeah, and you're thinking, especially after the West Ham result with. Man City, you're thinking this lot have just capitulated end of season and you're looking down at Anfield and you're going, Liverpool are going to get one. Because mm. I think at that stage, Liverpool were one all. And you just know with Liverpool, you're like, they'll score. I have no doubt yeah. about that. Whereas City, I'm going from two down. How on earth are they coming back into this? And you know, of course, Connor Cody might, might do something. Um, I did, yeah, I did say pre-game. There was a point in the game, uh, around sixty minutes in, where Willie Bolly completely booted the ball out. It kind of saved. There was a bit of a Cody error on the halfway line. Yes, but he, he Bolly did a big tackle. Yeah. yeah, and you watch Cody; he was fuming. <laughs> so he was. He kind of looked at Bolly, being like, "What are you doing? We're trying to help the boys out here." Uh. <laughs> but then on the other side, City start to come back in the game. Pep made some substitutions, brings on Sinchenko at halftime, which I thought was super smart. You know, knock it in the head, being like, "Right, Fernandinho hasn't worked here." Yeah. Get him in, bit of balance to the team, Gundogan and so on, ends up getting the first. I think if you watch the second, cracking goal from Rodri, I've said before. Yeah, Perfect. it was. Yep. Perfect. Yep. But watch the third goal again. Interesting the way the ball goes out, sort of, Mings tries to clear it. As we, yeah, he kind of mistouches it and then nobody yep. goes for it. Fall, falls sort of in the Bruyne. But look at the reaction from Douglas Louise. Former City man. I think he could have tried harder. For a CDM, probably. Yeah, and then to watch the ball then go in from, again, cracking ball from De Bruyne no, right like, across I, the face of goal. I, yeah, I have, to, I have to say as well, I, I did agree with Pep that Gundogan is the best in the league at the timing of 
goals in the box. Yeah, that was just a sensational run from him. Like yeah. the pass is unreal, but if he's not there, yeah, yeah, looks stupid. Yeah, like fair, fair play to Guzman. But yeah. what, watch Douglas Luiz's reaction <laughs> to that going in. He's not disappointed. <laughs> let's just say. Uh, yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he was actually managed by Pep Bat. So. See, I reckon there was a few text messages during the week. It was a subplot I hadn't thought about until I rewatched the I know, match earlier today. I know. I, <laughs> it, it sort of come to the fore. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed... I, I, I just feel like the Villa fans made, made this a good day. Like, <laughs> they contributed well to the occasion. I actually respect it. There's quite a few of them after the game had finished stayed for the trophy celebration. Can we, can we clap? Even after all the nonsense, they're still... Yeah, so let's get stuck in the nonsense, Chris. Uh, Man City won the game, so the third went in around the 81st minute. So that gave them nine minutes of normal time, plus what was supposed to be, I believe, four minutes. Apparently it was blown early, I heard. It was blown early. There should have been an extra minute added for kind of extracurriculars in extra time itself. And the ref just went, you know what? Nope. Mm. Let's not play that minute we should be. Right. And get City off the pitch here. And yeah, bedlam. So, let's so, because like, so how, like, can you stop a pitch invasion? I don't think you can because, like, in South America, at football stadiums, you have the big cages. Yeah, and I presume that that is why they have that. Yeah, I think English football would have had those back in the eighties as well, and I think they've. The great I effort to try you. and yeah, 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 you know, stop all of that. You know, yeah. de-hooliganize football and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. you just can't. No matter how many stewards you employ, you cannot stop ten thousand people all at once. Yeah, like I was kind of interesting, kind of watching the security people try to do it because there was clearly some like there were some in suits who were like mm-hmm. on the play. I don't know if you noticed this, like like on the players. Like I saw the port. Being kind of dragged yeah. by a couple, uh, saw Grealish getting dragged by a couple, even though he wasn't uh, playing. But um, but I have to say, like Robin Olsen, really. I mean, I, well, I think I've heard today that someone has been uh, charged. I, I did think it was quite weird that like two people have been charged with entering the pitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, considering there was a couple, good couple of thousand um, <laughs> cutting about. No, the entire thing with Olsen, like, yeah, you've the two, there's the guy who clearly slaps on the back of the head. Yes. He was hilarious because he immediately turns around with his hand up being like, oh, didn't mean it. You're like, of course you did, you moron. There was also the guy who accidentally slipped and took out the first security guard. Who yeah, that, that, that was excellent because he didn't mean that whatsoever. <laughs> he was just running, slipped, and it looked like a perfect tackle. So yeah. they completely wiped out that security guard. So, I respect so, that So one. it was good that Robin had a second security guard out of nowhere and <laughs> held him off. <laughs> I actually thought, in a way, the pitch invasion ruined the moment for City because you look at Guardiola, who... That's, actually, let's rewind a bit here. The, the reaction from some at Man City was unacceptable. What, the coaches, you mean? From coaches and some of the players. This is a team that have won four of the last five Premier Leagues. Pep Guardiola was in tears. Pep, well, act like you've been there before. Well, I think I would rather have that than, for some bizarre reason, breaking the net. The break in the net was just... Like, like I, is I that, am, am I missing something? Like, what, what, what is that? Like, no, I, I don't know what that was all about. That was just bizarre. Like, they had to like, carry it off. Yeah, and the entire thing. Because there's the whole thing... There's, I can't remember who introduced it. I think it was, like, PK or something. Started to introduce, like, players going and cutting the net after, like, big games to, like... Just what? For, like, so, a memento. 
Oh, right. It's a thing they well, carried yeah. over from basketball in the States. Like a few people, whenever they win like the finals or something, they would cut down the net. So right. PK brought that in the football, but I don't know why the fans rushed it. Yeah, well, it was just interesting that like, because it all meant that Sky had to like delay kind of when the trophy was coming out and like, uh, and you know, and the people at the ground were obviously like saying, you know, get back to your mm. seats and all the rest of it. It's just, it just wasn't good look. Well, I didn't understand. I, I, Got it whenever Aguero did what he did because that was the last right. kick of the season. The third goal here for City came in the 83rd minute. Like, I gave yeah. this lot 10 minutes to process what was going on. Relax. But, yeah. Like, it's got to be motivated just by because there's been so many over the past week. Yeah, I think whenever, what place are they now? 16th place Everton are doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I was very, very glad to hear. Uh, justifiably that Patrick Vieira was not going to be facing any charges for being accosted. I yeah, mean, Vieira was within his right just to boot that fella. Yeah. yeah. Prick. Did, did you see the video like from the guy? Yeah, it was an absolute... It's like, why would he even put that out there? It was yeah. an absolute disgrace. Yeah. But as I say, I think Man City... Man City played Real Madrid recently, and the way Real Madrid won that game was pandemonium but you look at the reaction of Carlo Ancelotti in that game you go there's a man who's been been there before you know act like you've won well, well Carlo's Carlo yeah yeah but watch the reaction after Gundogan scores of Kyle Walker Kyle Walker <laughs> who was on the bench I didn't I didn't see him he was okay so he's on the bench for Man City Gundogan goes to one corner to celebrate Kyle Walker runs to his left away from his team knee slides at another corner and picks up the corner flag as though he had scored the winner <laughs> uh, was that in front of the Villa fans? I think it was he, 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 he did He did play for them I think No, I thought that was unacceptable I would take his medal away from, from what I saw there act like you've done it before Cal um, yeah um, and yeah the whole kind of Trophy thing was in. I, I was Scott Scott Carson came out first, which was interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> Scott as, Carson was pink shorts. Yeah, yeah, he was loving it. He was chatting away to Pep. Yeah, yeah. We also saw Richard Wright in there. Who, I did not realize he was still employed by Man City. That is, on, he, he, he must park a cars or something. He has like, done a job earning <laughs> um, that kind of job for life at, at that club. <laughs> I really wonder what he does. Like, it's bizarre to me. Like, he was at West Ham for like a year, I think. He was our stuff. <laughs> he was Robert Green's understudy one time. But the whole, so obviously City left the trophy, great scenes. I'm always kind of interested to see who like goes to the front because there's always like one or two kind of ones where you're like, you the, shouldn't be involved in that image. There were too many phones for my yeah, liking. There was a lot of that going on, but there was a lot of like Grealish and Jesus trying to get in. So uh, like, truth, Grealish, uh, like I don't know if he like he did that kind of naturally or not, but like that was like the perfect kind of image capturing moment. <laughs> like he did very well there for the whole image yeah a guy who was sub <laughs> got himself right up there yeah they then did another one with like the staff around them i'll be honest chris i'm not about that photo um is this after they all like got like the so, line so, so yeah they did the initial line they all came up clapped them team lifted the trophy once and then the backroom staff rushed up to get their kind of moment with what? the players do, do, oh. do they not deserve it more than the players I've not seen one of them put the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> like there was, I don't know who she was, but there was some blonde girl there who acted as though she had won a World Cup. Like I was... I, I think she's like one of the main... I've seen her on the bench, I think, before. Yeah. Again, not seen her score or assist this year and I've been critical of Jack. I wouldn't have had him up there, never mind her. Um, yeah, there was a lot going on. So, yeah, the entire... 
I don't know what it is. We we criticize Liverpool for it because we're all just like, oh, I don't I don't want to see how they react. They'll be all melders. I thought the way City won this league was a disgrace. But like this I, whole celebration, I was like, I'm not about you lot one bit. Well, I think I think I like. I mean, it's a real real bad choice. Um, but, but like, I probably would rather have had Liverpool win it. I think. We all did worry for years, being like, "Oh, what would Liverpool do?" And honestly, what Liverpool would have done would not have been worse than this, especially when they, they had to do the COVID one. They they were the um, yeah the COVID the June whatever it was. Yeah. And as you say, Sky had about twenty minutes to fill. Yeah, the, the, tr- like it wasn't great. <laughs> and within that twenty minutes, we saw Maker Richards turn his back the camera to start a Yaya Colo chant with someone. Honestly. What was he doing? You just saw the look on Roy being like, what are you doing? And then Pep came over at one stage to like be interviewed and he was shaking hands with him. Quick shake of the hand with Mika. Quick shake of the hand with Jamie. But like a real proper one with Roy and you're like, that, that's who's respectful. Respected amongst the Sky group. Not that clown dancing and singing. Oh, um, well, he's a, he's, a, he's a city man. But oh, no, well, sure, we'll get on to that later because well, he tried to claim he's a Leeds man well, at one stage. No, like... <laughs> To be, he is born and raised in Leeds. He's, he's never told me. No, I, I, I've heard him multiple times talk about talk about Leeds. And he was trying Leeds. to act. They were asking about how Grealish would have felt, you know, being on the bench all day. They're like, would will he have felt a part of? Really, have felt a part of this win? And Mika was like, Yeah, of course, because whenever we won it in twenty twelve, I was on the bench. Now it was a close call that day for the manager between me and Zabaleta. And I'm I'm sitting there like making no, it wasn't. Zabaleta was starting no matter what, big lad. He's another one because he's on Sky, acts a main eventer, and it's like (laughs) no, you weren't. Um, But yes, so City have won. Well done to them. Yeah, well done. Liverpool bridesmaids, another cracking points total from Liverpool. If you look at the points total these boys put up and don't win leagues, well, in comparison it, to what like in the nineties and early two thousands teams won it with, it's a disgrace. I, I I did hear that if you take it over the past five years or something, then City beat Liverpool by one point or something. Oh, it's like ridiculous consistency. Yeah. But th- this result was everyone panicked for a moment three minutes in when Kanate Can- completely misses the ball from a goal kick. Yeah, that was very bizarre. Yeah. Like, like the Neto, because I, I put him in a fantasy team. I was like, oh, Kanate's had a good year. Van Dyke's not playing. And uh, he did, does that. Uh, did you notice that the Klopp's smile was back? Yeah. The, the just... Klopp's smile when he's like, um, he thinks, you know, that, well, you know, we are better. <laughs> like, regardless of the fact you've scored. Yeah, he's just sitting there being like, yeah, I know we're going to win this. Don't be worrying. Yeah. Another thing I picked up on Liverpool game. I love a radio guy in the crowd. Oh, the, like the the like handheld radios. Yeah, the classic. You know, the, <laughs> they got the antenna out and everything. Because that, that's the best thing about Premier League years is like when you have like the final day of like the two thousand three season. You know, it's quite different scenes. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? especially now it's like you just assume like Twitter or like an app's gonna tell them the updates. No, there was a few boys there with. The headphones in, like not even in. Sorry, the ones that go over the head. <laughs> yeah, but Liverpool. In. Yeah, Liverpool get back into it pretty easy from the first man angle. What what a touch around the corner though from Thiago. But I think Connor Cody could have done better. Uh, well, indeed. Which <laughs> is one of those things we can't. You go into the game, he would maybe do something. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but Thiago, brilliant recently. Off injured though. Bit of concern for next week, Chris. Uh, yeah, sorry, it was James Milner who came on. I also enjoyed um, uh, John Ruddy. 
getting the, another run out. Yeah, what time did that. he come on? Because I didn't notice him come on, and then I watched the highlights today again. I was like, what is he doing? Well, Jose, Jose Sa got clattered at one stage, I think. So, uh, yeah, he had to come on. Um, but I, I think he performs like a similar type of role to Scott Carson, except he's actually all right as well. I bet he was raging when he came on. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think he's actually Everton, like way back in the day. I think oh, is he? Where, I think that's where he started, yeah. Oh, must look at that's John Ruddy. Like, my, I'm amazed you know it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like to be fair, Wolves had their chances. Like, Den Donker had to score that chance. Yeah, I really like Den Donker, yeah. Uh, Huang, he he had to score his, if we're honest. Well, but that but that's kind of Wolves' season, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's been too much of that. Wolves have had yeah. a nothing year, if we're honest. Mm. And then Liverpool put on Mo, Mo gets a strange goal, if we're honest. Kind of Matip strong header off the line and then there's just a bit of confusion yeah, I, I, scrapes I re- it across I really enjoyed the header from Matty but I thought it was class um, yeah serious power behind him yeah good, good I, neck one of those where you're kind of just waiting for the ref to, have to look at the watch being like yeah that was definitely over yeah it's a fair play of Will's keeping that out but then Mo goes and scores you can then see him celebrate but there's a guy in the crowd who tells him the city score? Because <laughs> you can see him like elated because he's like, "Oh, I've won the league for us." I... And then there's a guy clearly going three two three two with the radio in, and it just it killed I everything. Love how he's the reference, but I also enjoyed how at one stage there was like accidental fake news being false spread alarm. Out. Yeah, <laughs> false alarm went. <laughs> that, like that's just a case study in like human psychology. You know, it's gr- groupthink. Yeah, and there because. Yeah. <laughs> It would be well worth, like, just as an opposing fan, just buying a ticket just to do that. <laughs> there was flares and all went off, wasn't there? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't say I've heard post-game there was flares went off. Yeah. And then Andy Robertson kind of gets what know, turned out so. to be a bit of constellation like. Uh, Wolves actually finished finished 10th. I don't know if you noticed that, Billy. They, that's, they, a, that's a complete nothing year. Like, but, but as uh, in, they, they've been 8th for literally about 6 months. And, and then, yeah, Leicester and Brighton take over them. <laughs> yeah. Leicester did a bit of stat padding on the final day of the season. Yeah. But yeah, ten again, 10 out of 10 year from Liverpool. I can't really no, fault them other than well, the, the start of the season is what's killed them. Like, you look back at a few dodgy well, it's results. It's one result, isn't it? That changed it. I, I, did, did we not beat Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, know, stuff like that. Yeah. You, you, look, you look at those early days, sort of August and September, and a point here or there you know makes all the difference but that's how good they and City are plus yeah. they, you're playing however many games Champions League FA Cup League Cup they've, they've done the last like 63 just, games I think I heard for Liverpool it'll just be it'll be tough looking back in future years being like what could have been if you know what mm. I mean like there's two years now where they've lost the City by nothing yeah no that's the way it goes overall but yeah exactly they can win next weekend they can do a treble. Uh, well, yeah, it's pretty okay. But but, uh, but I, I I do kind of enjoy that it's it's not the treble though. Uh, I I don't know that talks. You, you, oh. you, you can't you can't really say that the league cup is the same as the Premier League. No, but so, so oh sorry, you think I'm referring to the when Liverpool won the UEFA Cup and. FA Cup and League Cup in No, but there, there's, uh, it's just because I've heard so much talk from like United fans about that, being like, oh, it's not the real treble. It's like, but but uh, it isn't. Like, the Premier League's not the League Cup, to be fair. 
Let's just remind United fans in 2016 what treble they were claiming that year. If we uh, no, listen, I'll I'll get into the the developments that have have come out about Ralph Ragnick's reign later on. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, we'll go down to the other end of the table. Uh, do you want to quickly talk about Everton, Chris? Actually, and the disgrace <laughs> that was Thursday night after oh, they oh, were see, staying up. Oh right, uh, yeah. I was going to say the actual game they played there. Um, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> fair play to them. I, I didn't see that coming. When they went 2-0 down. Um, but yeah, respect for them. I mean, I think they're in the awkward position now where, you know, do you keep Frank? That <laughs> we still can't spend any money. Uh, are we going to be fighting relegation next year? DCL and Richardison are probably going to mm-hmm. leave. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Just a vibes club now. So it's they are. But not, that, they're, they're not in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, those celebrations were over the top for me. I'll be well, honest. I th- well, I don't know. It, it would have been just so massive if they went down. Like I know, but like everyone on the pitch, and then some of the scenes in the change room afterwards were like Frank's there. Oh, I haven't, saying, seen, I haven't seen the in the change room. Yeah, Frank's doing a talk, and he go he points to Seamus Coleman, and goes, "This guy's Seamus. He's the best guy I've ever met." <laughs> oh, I, I love pure here. emotional reactions like that. Frank was up in the director's box and all shaking hands. It's like Frank, you've stayed up. <laughs> you know, it was it was ten years the day as well since Frank won a Champions League again, similar in Man City. Act like you've done it before. Oh, Act like dear. you've done, achieved something in this game. Oh dear, yeah. But um, yeah, final final day of the season, Leeds stay up to Burnley's expense. I, I have to say, I was I was pleased because I think on in one level, um, there's now serious serious questions to ask about the Burnley hierarchy, and and secondly, um. I just, I just, I like, I like the vibes of Leeds in this game. It, it was nice. I, I'm of a similar opinion. I think the Premier League, if the Premier League had to decide between Leeds and Burnley, who, from a marketing type aspect, they would want to step up would be Leeds. I think Leeds is a well, club well, more in that regard, yeah. You know, because you look Leeds away is obviously a big thing. The ground, the history, everything behind Leeds is ten times what Burnley's is for me. But it was also funny to me that like nobody bats an eye. Because you know, like Brentford have like Norwich and Brighton. They're the kind of reputation as like the nice club. Yeah, um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Nobody batted an eyelid at at when Leeds uh, uh, conceded or whatever it was like. The Brentford fans, as one, were chanting, "Leeds are falling apart again." Yeah, <laughs> like what? And it's like, well, you know. It's not. It's not really all that, you know, rosy, you know, just because they're just because they're a nice club. <laughs> it's just pure football, you know. At the end of the day, just as much as anywhere else. There is a weird rivalry, isn't there, between Brentford and Leeds, dating back to the championship. Well, I heard that. Back. I mean, I think Pontus Janssen, because he used to be the Leeds captain. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there was that whole and there's a bit of dodgy play from him at one stage. I thought, but I quite enjoyed Leeds superstitious wise. Going into the game, went for their lilac kit ahead of their blue kit. It's a nice kit. They've, they've not lost in it, apparently. All well, about that. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the fact it was young young Jack Harrison scoring the winner, uh, who is a, a, a cult hero in Under the Floodlights. <laughs> the classic Chris Ringland flops of the year so far. <laughs> Keeping his club up. Got yeah. respected. Yeah. I also enjoyed how Jesse Marsh was like reminding the... Leeds players after they conceded that the kind of goal that they were down to ten. <laughs> like, like, did you did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. But <laughs> he like held his two hands up like ten. You know, <laughs> well, what Jesse Marsh needs to be careful with, like what he shouts and what, what do you mean? What, what he does it with his hands because late in the game 
you can clearly just see him shout at his team and ha- has his fingers up going four, two, three, one. Right. Just relay that message to one, one or two players. You don't need to reveal the entire stadium. What formation you've decided to go to? It's the piece of paper technique that I enjoy the most. Yeah, know. exactly. Put that in a sock. You know, <laughs> make make it simple. Don't be shouting at the entire Brentford squad that you're now going four two three one. Um, I, I like to be fair that photo of uh, Rafinha in the crowd. That is a cracking photo. Again, we're, we're talking about Everton. We're talking about Man City. The way Leeds celebrate it. That's how to celebrate, guys. Uh, absolutely. So don't you run on the pitch if a player wants to go in and get in the mix fair yeah. because that Rafinha Love that. Um, amongst the crowd standing on a chair brilliant looking. Yeah, yeah. It except except it's just unfortunate that he had the um the, the data tracker thing on. Oh yeah, what what a great bit of <laughs> promo for them. Like they'll be that's what they all live for. So it's like I imagine LinkedIn from like Stat Sports this week is gonna be buzzing with that image. Is that that is that that Nuri company? Yeah, it is. <laughs> the the only thing I didn't like about the lead celebration was initially Jesse Marsh decided to hit the deck. And I don't think he needed to. Uh, there it was it was premature, some might say. Yeah, like you can see him look down and everything, going, hmm. <laughs> This this would look good in a documentary. <laughs> I think there's too, there's too much of that from players and managers like what's the now. Moment? Like what's yeah, the exactly. Moment they're, going, like? they're going. What compilation is this going to be in? I know. I kind of did think that because um, there was like footage of the Leeds changing room after, and they're like, I was like, there was two, one too many videographers there. Like <laughs> you know, there was like three, and I'm like, oh, lads, come on, like a, a bit more natural. And there was one of like Marsh of the team huddled around them with like a beer in hand, like giving giving a speech about how much they're all there for each other and how they're the greatest group of players he's ever had. Like, ah, no, I'm not about you one bit after this. It should also be said that um, that yeah. Oh, sorry. I, so I actually forget that. I thought they conceded more goals than Norwich. They didn't because Norwich conceded five in the final day. Uh, forget that. <laughs> After getting tanked. <laughs> yeah. One thought I did enjoy before going to Burnley was that Jack Harrison's winner was Leeds' eighth goal in the 90th minute or later. The only team that have done that more is Man City with nine. So I think Leeds actually do should get that one because Man City's goals in the 90th minute and beyond are all stat patterns. Well, indeed. Yeah, so well done, Leeds. Yeah, well done, the Leeds, for like continuing on in games and going right to the final whistle. Respect. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go on to Burnley here now down. Mike ah, Jackson Burnley. and the boys couldn't keep them up. Um, fair, fair play to Mike Jackson. Like, I, I'm not really sure he could have done any more, um, to be fair. Um, like, and uh, yeah, wonder what Sean Dyche is, is thinking. Um, they've got nine players who are out of contract now. Um, Aaron Lennon, Phil Bardsley, Jack Cork, Eric Peters, Deal Stevens, Ashley Barnes, Ben Mee, Matej Vidra, and James Tarkowski. I actually saw reports today Tarkowski's off the Everton. Yeah, I mean, uh, that would be the, the least surprising thing ever, probably. Yeah, you go down that list. There's some horrible names in that I, list. I would take Weghorst and Tarkowski at West Ham tomorrow. You wouldn't take Weghorst? No, no, the- no. But, the, the, like, I know it, it didn't work, but you can make it work. No, I don't think you can. Oh, be, it was only second to Lewandowski. I know it's the I know it's the Bundesliga, but... No, not for me. If he can't do it at Burnley, a team that is suited to his strengths, no, not for me. Well, um... Oh, I, I I did feel for their their fans. Um, like six years is a great stint, but I have some serious questions about the, whatever the financial situation is. Like, if, basically, if they don't go back up next season, like because they now have to pay off like ninety percent of the debt or something. Yeah, that's something like a sixty million pound loan payment now needs to be repaid very early. So, like, so you sell like you sell Veghorst, you sell Cornet, you probably sell Nathan Collins, people like that. 
you know, like you might not even go back up. Like it's just don't don't know how you'd sell Nathan Collins. I could feel, I feel for him. I do feel for him. What was he doing for that penalty? I, I, I think I think it makes I think the pressure makes you do mad things. I, and I, the, the arm just went. I called this out whenever he played Chelsea. Don't read him. What was he doing? No, like he has been. He has been good. I I, I do feel for him. Like he, he's twenty one and like. He probably, he probably thinks that he's like taking Burnley down, but it's, that's not really the case. Um, no, Burnley have deserved to go down this season, if we're pretty honest. And I, th- I think people have come out. And Even actually, Barnes said that. Like, they, yeah. they won three games in the first 20 or something. Yeah, and like people have said about if Dyche had stayed and all this, I think if Dyche had stayed, they would have been down earlier. <sighs> well, who knows? It, it was so bad under them towards the end. I think they needed that wee bump of me coming in, Mike Jackson. Few different. They needed the initial wins there. Yeah, but I think um, they would have been down on their Dutch anyway. But I, I did, I did, have to, I did enjoy uh, at halftime. Mike Jackson's like proper great technique sprint. Oh, um, proper Baywatch stuff. Like looked looked fantastic. He's he's actually a really good looking guy. Again, he, no, but in his head, he's thinking end the season compilation DVD. <laughs> so very very similar. Marsh, he's going. I'm definitely gonna be interviewed on Sky, and they're gonna be like, "What about your halftime run down the tunnel and everything?" <laughs> yeah. One thing I did mention to you, Chris, I thought it was very Michael Massey of the Premier League. What went on? Like it wasn't really mentioned either. Like I only heard that because you said. Yeah. So well, I was watching the Leeds Brentford game over everything else because I just couldn't be bothered watching the top two go through it. I know. Yeah, that, I was the same. Yeah. Because they're obviously in the relegation battle, Burnley Newcastle. But the news came across that Jolinton had went off injured been stretchered right. off and obviously there was a bit more time added on in the Newcastle game which then filtered through to the Leeds game where there was an extra five minutes of half time for Leeds Brentford because the Premier League wanted the get the second half to start at the same time I thought that was a bit for Stappen Hamilton that really really just just really weird like that was like just not really mentioned yeah I, like I would have loved Whoever had the tail like leads Brentford that because I imagine like they're they're kind of going yeah you've got an extra five minutes Jesse and he's going they're winding me up here I'm about to end up on like a too good too bad on match of the day two end the season type thing here <laughs> yeah yeah but Newcastle for Burnley like that's a team you don't want to play last game of the season you know I I think those Newcastle boys out there yesterday especially Callum Wilson who got two goals. A few of those boys all have been looking to put in a performance for a job next season, basically. I, I think that's why they're in such a good position. And, like, and Eddie Howe has done such a great job because, like, it's like he's made them improve for that reason. Yeah, because there's guys there having to put out good performances. Otherwise, Howe's going, lads, we have 500 million to spend in the summer. Who's, who's going? It, it's why I did like in the, in the era when Man City were first taking over that. Michael Richards and uh, Stephen Ireland and other players like that were kind of still there because they, they stepped up, especially mm. Stephen Ireland. <laughs> uh, so make it act like a main eventer. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so it was so yeah. Uh, hopefully Burnley will be back sometime. But uh, yeah, okay, I just can't wait to see the exodus from what, like Cornet. Uh, Cornet I thought was a bright spot for the team. Good goal yesterday as well. Yeah, uh, Dwight McNeil will probably leave as well. Um, oh, I don't true. Know. He's like. From there, basically, I think as well. Oh, the Burnley squad next year is going to be interesting to see who ends up there. Yeah, and I, well, whether Mike Jackson's the guy or mm. not. I just hope Ashley Barnes remains there. I do not want to see well, him in the Premier League again. Well, I think he's he's out of contract, so he's he'll be he'll be off. Please, no Premier League club pick him up. I I can't do it again. <laughs> 
but we'll go to the top four race, Chris. Oh, after well, very very quickly, I'll say we'll go to the top four race because well, uh, very quickly because like you know, like Norwich just folded. Norwich capitulated. They this gave was embarrassing. Bit. They did. Um, like, I respect Son because none of his goals were penalties. I don't know if you heard that. Whereas Salah, like six of them were. So. Yeah, but I also think yesterday against Norwich, there was a point that came in the game, I think, when... I, I'd say after it went 2-0. Uh, the second goal, actually, the Kane header. That's a disgrace of a goal from a Norwich perspective. Oh, it was that the one where Grant Hanley was kind of running over the line? Yeah. That, that one? Yeah. yeah, Grant Hanley should have cleared it, never mind the initial kind of <laughs> kick away from Krull that went straight to the Spurs player. Yeah. The third goal for Spurs, the Kulosevsky one. Classic Kulosevsky again. Dreadful defending from whoever number 30 is. Giannoulos, yeah. He he had no interest in that at all. They actually should have been 3-0 up already at that point because Kulosevsky and Son were through. And you can see the point where, because they're 2-0 up and have already won the game, Spurs just went out to win it for Son. Uh, yeah, and I do respect that on one, on one level. But. Part of me does, but then you watch Kulisewski go through and he should have just shot the ball and then he looks up, sees Son, goes... And you can see his mind work. He's like, oh, I have to pass to him. <laughs> and the rest of the game just became about get the ball to Son. Yeah. Or to just... I just wasn't about. But yeah, remarkable that after the start with Nuno that Spurs finished top four. Um, what a job from Conte, let's be honest. <laughs> again, he, he delivers again. They, I, I forgot to mention Liverpool, but they did use COVID to their advantage at points throughout well, the season. Well, well, that aside, yeah. You know, actually, on that point, well done to Man City and Chelsea for being the only clubs that fulfilled their fixtures when they were supposed to be played. I, I think I think we did as well. Yeah. No, I think there was there was definitely something in there from West Ham at some point. Oh, what was there? <laughs> yes, right, right, I believe okay. Sky sources have told me. <laughs> <laughs> be <laughs> a great job from Conte and we'll talk about Manny that a bit later but oh. to come in what he came in at Spurs and there was a run I think remember remember they lost the Burnley away there was a point where we were going uh, yes. Con- we're thinking was, I, Conte's I, going to walk he was like oh yeah like I've, I've, this is as far as I can take them like, <laughs> Antonio you're so emotional like. <laughs> he was so done with Levy all his players everything yeah and I think you look on it now, the, the points difference, the away game, the Leicester, kind of, you look back on it, that was a big three points mm, now, Stevie yeah. Bergvine. Yeah. Done nothing the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a look at who scored rankings, um, yeah, he, he didn't do much. Yeah. He's going to be in like the 400s, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's down there. <laughs> <laughs> but then on the other side of North London and Arsenal, who have let themselves down the past week in a bit. Well, they have, but it's still massive progress. Um, but is it, though? Oh, it is, compared to what they were doing the past couple of years. Um, is it, though? You know, they won an FA Cup on their Arsenal. There's, there's good vibes, though, isn't there? You know. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, there's good vibes. Listen, they can enjoy the, the Europa League next season. Yeah. <laughs> they can enjoy their Thursday nights under Super Mick Arteta. Now, I've not minded Arsenal all year until I started hearing that chant go what, round. Mick Arteta? Yeah, just to try and make it work. We've got Super Mick Arteta. He's going to win us the Champions League. Enjoy no, the Europa League. No, that no. I have to say, let's you know, let's just sell ourselves down here. That, yeah, exactly. But that was the chant. You know, the, it was a chant that I know from Chelsea with Tommy Tuchel, who actually did win a Champions League with that chant. Your luck can't even qualify. Arsenal, are, Arsenal fans are quite funny, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely, but 
pretty much the derby and midweek proving crucial. You know, the loss yeah. to Newcastle. Newcastle. Classic, yeah. Which they bought, like, they weren't about that game one bit. Uh, Xhaka said some interesting things after. Yeah. What did he come off with? I didn't see that. Oh, actually. he was like, oh, you know, if you can't, if you're not ready to play, then don't play. Oh, coming from Granite, who walked <laughs> off a pitch once, throwing a cup and armband. <laughs> I think that's what people gently then pointed out. Yeah. I love whenever he acts like that. It's just like, no, just go back in your own history here, you know. Yeah. Absolute clown. But this game against Everton, Ugh. it's it's the fixture you want if you're kind of going for top four. You what know, nonsense this was. Yeah. You're up against a team who are on the flight to the beach. I like there was multiple players there who do not play normally. It was yeah. Asmir Begovic. Asmir Begovic was back. That was interesting. Asmir <laughs> Begovic looks Chelsea so legend. different now. <laughs> Honestly, he's unrecognisable. It will be. Playing right wing back, sorting out his old club with a penalty. Well, I heard. So I heard there was chance of like he's one of our own. Now after oh that. my days! <laughs> Which is, it's quite good banter, to be fair. It is, but especially whenever you watch his arm get raised for no reason <laughs> to give away a penalty. Yeah, interesting as well that the penalty was taken by Martinelli while Saka was on the pitch. Well, I mean, the whole game just kind of meant nothing. Even Frank, after I was like, Frank was like, oh yeah, yeah don't care yeah you saw the fifth go in and his reaction was just like I've done my job <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frank, Def- Frank definitely had a clause in his contract you know for an extra few quid if he kept them up he's like boys I bought a new car I don't care it was pretty embarrassing to be fair like <laughs> as you say a few other appearances Donny van der Beek getting a goal Donny van der Beek with a goal I uh, love that yeah <laughs> came on as a sub and scored yep um, uh, uh, Tom also... Davis was playing um yeah, as soon as I seen him on the team sheet, I was like, yeah, this lot don't care. Yeah, um, uh, she hasn't played in months. Yeah. And Deli Alley getting embarrassed at points at the Emirates, which I think was the yeah. only kind of point of the day where Arsenal fans were enjoying life. I said about a rough time, old Deli, yeah. yeah. And he's stuck there, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. You know, try again next year, Deli, but... Yeah, I think Tottenham Champions League is interesting, Chris. I was looking at it with Antonio Conte. As as much as it's nice to see a different club, you know, give it a go in the Champions League, and this means Kane has to stay. Uh, yeah. And, and Conte has to stay. Conte's record in the Champions League isn't great. Uh, well, it, well, I mean, they're well, I mean, they're not going to win it, are they? But like, um, <laughs> well, we'll we'll see how they how they get on. Um, I mean, the, the other European teams are so weak compared to the Premier League teams, anyway. But... That is true. Like Kane's going to stop part a bit here, I reckon. I know. I, I, we can we can contra- congratulate like AC Milan when even winning the league in Italy, but like, you know, that's you know, it's not a high standard probably compared to normal. No, you can tell how much the standard in Italy has dropped. I saw a bit of the trophy presentation. And the commentary team, whenever Fikayo Tomori was getting his photos with the trophy, turned around and said, he could be the next Maldini at this club. <laughs> now I like Fikayo. I think he's a good player. It's a bit, it's think, a bit of a step up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the lad I saw in Chelsea shirt, what I've seen the odd time in an AC Milan shirt. I'll be honest, I don't think he's Maldini. <laughs> he, he's, he's good. Uh, but he's, uh, I, I did enjoy, though, that... Um, uh, Giroud scored the goals that won the league. <laughs> of course. Absolutely classic, classic Giroud. Classic Giroud, yeah. yeah. So what is he now? 35 and doing that. Oh, I think what, I'll tell it. What a legend. It tells you everything you need to know about that league. T- take it at West Ham as well. <laughs> a heartbeat. Him, Veg, Horse, and Antonio. Oh, what an unbelievable Conference League lineup that is. 
Well, you said it, Chris. We'll talk about the top uh, six race. Yeah, no. It's, West Ham yeah. against Brighton away down to the seaside. Because here's the thing: we knew that United would lose to Palace. Like that was yeah. a, that was a given. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, it was basically we just had to do it win, but I just didn't perform. And so, great goal by Antonio, um, which sparked some funny reaction from uh, you and other people who used to be associated with this podcast. Um, but. Yeah, uh, we have maintained a record of never beating Brighton in the Premier League. Um, Potter, I couldn't Potter believe Bowl. that stat. Potter, Potter Bowl. I mean, they've only been there since 2017, but it's quite brutal. <laughs> yeah, but even still, yeah, you think you'd have one. I mean, like, it was Glen Murray for three years. Um, but, uh, no, uh, I was... Okay, I'm good. And to be fair, Moyes was actually quite annoyed, to be fair. Um, he was fuming in his press I, conference after. But I, but I respect that, because like, we're not going to... Like, I mean... Regardless, I love that we've taken the Super League to the final day. Like, I love that. No one, it was coming close to that. Leicester finished below us. Leicester, you know, we're, like, there's no other club outside of the Super League that's pushing in that way. And I do love that. But you finished below Man United. <laughs> like, that's brutal. That is tough. We did. Uh, we, we still, and they had a goal difference of zero uh, or minus one or something to, to end the season. And I don't know whether you heard this, Bailey, that it came out um, just. Uh, today or yesterday, um, there has been an insider scoop on the Ralph Ragnick regime. Okay. And did you you know the American guy who uh, who's like his assistant who had the, the AirPods in? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about this? No, I've not heard about this one. So so, a, so uh, the chat is that well, f- first of all, what I'll say is Ralph wasn't aware that Eric Ten Hag was at Selhurst Park, and Brilliant. when they asked him about it afterwards, he said, "Oh yeah, like I didn't know he was there, but like I look forward to working with him." So that's, a good, that's a good start yeah. uh, and second of all so the reason why your man had his airpods in the whole season is because Ralph Ragnick's assistant from Schalke Leipzig and Lokomotiv Moscow as in he's still in Moscow was live tactical analysis no way into um, his ear to give to Ralph even though he's not employed by four billion a year Man United no and he way. doesn't and he's just watching it on like Television or Y Scout or something. I so he'll be thirty seconds behind anyway. Like, like, have you like Man- Manchester United get a grip of your club? Well, honestly, this does feed into my conspiracy theory as well. That Fergie's still running. It. <laughs> so I'm delighted to hear that the guy with the AirPods in has been taken direction from someone outside. Like that. That's over and above his actual data analysis team at Man United. To, uh, like it, it doesn't surprise me one bit if I'm honest. <laughs> no, like it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. But like, only Man United would that happen at. <laughs> the guy's in Moscow. But like, who did Ralph think he was on with? What, what, what do you mean? Like Ralph surely seen the guy sitting with these AirPods in. Oh no! Like no, apparently he just like he just didn't really talk about it with United that that was like no, like it was all oh, okay. Of, like he agreed to voluntarily give this advice. Oh, okay, right. Like right. He, he was not paid by Man United. <laughs> that, that, like that. That's what makes it worse. Like that is that's brutal. <laughs> like what are they doing? That really doesn't surprise me. No, and, and and they still finished with the worst season that Man United have ever had in the Premier League. So I, I'll be honest. See, this zero goal difference. I'm impressed by that that's pretty low even we got 11 I think to achieve parity I think especially Crystal Palace had a positive goal difference <laughs> Crystal you Palace took, you took in consideration getting battered by Liverpool a couple of times City a couple of times fair oh, play well to, to be fair actually you're right yeah. and it came from Man United's loss yesterday came from ex-player 
Well, for Zaha, who had no bother celebrating. Uh, well, of course. Well, we did. We, we didn't really play for United, like to be fair. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me. But we glossed over it there. The Mikel Antonio celebration, Chris. How long has he had that one? The locker. That was brutal. <laughs> Look, uh, we all love him. Second goal since New Year's Day, so he's had that going a while. For I was surprised the cardboard cutout didn't come out again. <laughs> well, it's not sitting around the Amex. <laughs> Tough scene though to lose three one though, especially with no. I was got it. I was genuinely got it, but I'll especially ask, you know. to that guy Welbs. Uh, yeah, I know. I did that guy Welbs. You know. So, so basically, we have to win the Conference League because you can't be in it and not win it. So, are you looking? For, well, you said that about the Europa League as well. No, no, I didn't say you have to win the Europa League. You have, but you have to win the Conference League. I think it's been a tough scene this year at times, going from. The hope of the Champions League, <laughs> you know, being fourth, and then that fell down to the hope of winning the Europa League, yeah, to get into the Champions League, and then needing to just get a point or two for or a win against Brighton and hope United lose the Pals, which they did to get in the Europa League, to then go okay, we're playing Bodo Glimp next year, but there's still nowhere, no one anywhere near us behind us, so it's so it's all right. <laughs> I think next year I think we've seen what happened to Leicester this year in terms of what that conference league can do to the side well they started in the Europa League but yeah and then got just roasted by having to play in the middle of nowhere and basically Jose a couple Mourinho, of Thursdays yeah. and Jose Mourinho of course I cannot wait for that final actually on Wednesday yeah but yeah, the last points on United were generational Hannibal was playing because I love this thing. Uh, well, now. apparently, apparently he's good. I've heard good things. Yeah, he had a half decent strike once, but I just love that anyone at United, any kid at United, just becomes general. It's similar to what happened to Martinelli, but like a hundred times worse. Well, it, it, Man United, yeah, it becomes generational, and you instantly have to start talking about the United DNA. Yeah. And then post-game, I don't know if you've seen the team getting on the bus, Chris Cavani giving the middle finger to a bunch of Palace fans who were chirping him. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't. Um, nice way to bow out of the Premier League for him. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, he can at least say that he did, he did well, though he did his best. Like, oh, he ran about it, but no, not for yeah. me. Right. But yeah, we've, we've only two other games. Uh, we'll completely gloss over them. Chelsea played yeah. Watford, Leicester played Southampton. The Ken- thing Kennedy pick- with an assist for the first game in five years. I uh, respected that. For Kennedy assist. Um, Ross Barkley winner on his 100th <laughs> appearance for the club. Yeah. So, Brutal. There we go. And the only other thing to pick up from the games was Mike Dean's last game. In- Real nothing game. Yep, so 20 years in the game, 560 games, 114 red cards, and he ref Chelsea Watford and gave out nothing. <laughs> yeah. You could you could see a bit of emotion in his eyes whenever the whole thing went was down. Over. You know, it, it, it was tough. We, yeah. we love the hate, Mike. Yeah. So I'll be sad to see that character go, but I'm also delighted, but also worried about what's replacing him. Yeah. And yeah, Leicester Southampton, nothing game. Leicester stat pad and Southampton with a set piece goal from Ward Price. That's what you kind of expected. Yeah, well done, everyone. Great season. Yeah, well done. Ten out of ten. To be honest, yesterday was brilliant. Oh, well, it was good. You know, this is the best league in the world. It like, is. as much as I've hated football at times recently, yesterday was unreal. It was. But who's in the mud, Billy? In the mud. Massive one, La Liga. <laughs> right because we've so. yeah, hundred percent rightly so. Because we've heard the rumors for a while now that Mbappe 
was on his way to Real Madrid agreements. Well, the way people are like cheering Gito have been talking about it is if you know he's already you know he's got a house. You know? Madrid fans have been singing songs. They were chanting his name at the Bernabeu in in the Champions League. Yeah. And news came out this weekend that Kylian Mbappe will be staying at Paris Saint Germain for another three years. There is talk of signing bonuses in the hundreds of millions of pounds. His salary in the hundreds of millions of pounds. Uh, there, 769000 a week. Unreal. There is talk of him getting final say on transfers, yeah, final yeah. say on contract negotiations, mm. final say on managers, and final say on the sporting director, who they now need to appoint because they've sacked that boy Leonardo. He's been around for a while, yeah. Greatest deal in the history of football, if we're honest, Chris. Uh, listen, and I, I, I heard apparently it was his mum that was the main negotiator, so... Um... Well done, Mbappe's mum for fair, fair over Real Madrid. It's great. Oh, fair play. Love to see it. But because Real Madrid got done over Chris La Liga, for whatever reason, got involved. Re- really, the... really weird reaction from yeah. the league. So they put out an official statement, which. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> on behalf of one club. Yeah. So their statement goes on just says Kylian Mbappe's possible this was before the actual announcement his possible announcement state PSG La Liga wishes to state that this type of agreement attacks the economic stability of European football putting at risk hundreds of thousands of jobs and integrity oh of word. the sport of oh, the ironies of ironies it is scandalous that a club like PSG, which last season reported losses of more than 220 million euros after accumulating losses of more than 700 million euros in prior seasons, with a squad cost of around 650 million, can close such an agreement, while those clubs that could afford the hiring of the player without seeing their wage bill compromised are left without being able to sign him. What a bunch of clowns. G- good point to remind everyone that regardless of what you think about PSG, they're not in the Super League. <laughs> yeah meanwhile yeah still Real Madrid Barcelona and Juve are because Honestly. despite La Liga calling out other clubs and other leagues for economic stability they have a club in Barcelona who are what 1.7 billion in debt Honestly, like, like it's not like it's not even worth responding to it's just such a joke yeah the, the entire thing the PSG end is a joke and what Mbappe got away with there is a joke but for La Liga to act like the moral arbiters honestly, of the sport, honestly, yeah, as as though Messi wasn't getting the exact same deal of no, Barcelona yeah, years no, ago. I've, I, no, I've had enough. That, that's it. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's it. Nah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. That is us for the season. We yep. have one more week to go. We have the Under Floodlights Awards next week, Chris. Well, hey. get, All get, our get usuals: excited. Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year, Manager of the Year. <laughs> Yeah. So follow up under the floodlights pod on Instagram. Yeah. We'll put everything up, nominees and a way to vote on Saturday around twelve o'clock. So that's get everyone twenty four hours, and we'll count up the votes after. But yeah, all your usual kind of goals of the season, manager of the year, everything. So yeah. we've one more for this. What has been a cracking year? Game of the seasons. Game of the season needs updated. Actually, Chris. I well indeed. Yeah. We did nominees on Saturday, so we we've, we've yeah, two yeah. more. I think the add in there. Yeah. So we'll see yes. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch our own for the awards next week.